Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 18th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A lot to get into. Let's start with Maryland tomorrow. Buckeyes favored by a 27 and a half. Um, any concerns about looking ahead to the game? I know I'm looking ahead to the game, but we're allowed <laughs> to do that as media and fans. Uh, the coaches and players need to stay focused on Maryland. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow, Jay Book? For us, that's all I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about Michigan game for the last four or five weeks. Uh, but when it comes to Maryland, just get in there, Dave, at the end of the day, get in there, get out healthy, no injuries. Uh, just make sure that you guys are handling your business. That's the main thing with this Maryland uh, team is, number one, win the game. Number two, stay healthy. So if you get up big, get those starters out of there. I don't care about, I don't care about how you look or covering your spread. Tunnel vision needs to be for Michigan. Just get out of here with Maryland for a win. Let's look ahead to Michigan. All right, so the Buckeyes are favored by seven. That's the early line against Michigan eight days from now. Um, yeah. We'll see about the weather. I mean, right now the latest I saw is going to be like a high of 42 in Columbus. And, uh, you know, there was a chance of uh, some, like, showers. But I think that's now they're saying like 30% maybe. But we're eight days away, so you can pretty much throw that out. But it looks like it's not going to be that cold, so that's good. Buckeyes favored by seven. That's the early line. What do you think? I'm I'm feeling confident, Dave. I mean, in the in middle of the season, you know, you were looking at Michigan and you're like, I don't know, man, this is going to be a battle. But as we get closer to the game, I'm feeling more and more confident that Ohio State is going to handle business. I just think this Michigan team is too one-dimensional, Dave. I was listening to their press conference uh, this week. Their offensive coordinator, when asked by the Michigan media, was asked, hey, what about your balance? And they basically flat out said, we don't care about throwing a football. We're so good at running the ball that if we're getting five, six yards to carry, why should we abandon that? And I just think that type of mind frame is good for the Big Ten. Um, that's not how you're going to be able to win nationally. And to me, Dave, get out. Get out fast if you're Ohio State. Right. Uh, Put Michigan in the box. They want to play you in a phone booth, but hey, let's spread you out. Let's go tempo. Let's pick up the pace here and get you out of your comfort zone. Put the pressure on J.J. McCarthy to show that he can actually play some big-time football in this rivalry game, and let's see what Michigan can do if they're behind. Um, I know we had talked about it. Give me the coin. If you're going to win that coin flip, give me the football right now so that we can get out on Michigan and put the pedal down to the metal and make them play our game as opposed to us having to play their game where they want to have seven, eight-minute drives. I have a question here. I want to get to this before we move on. Um, pretty ominous the way Ryan Day answered the Jackson Smith and Jigbo question yesterday, right? Because he said a few weeks ago, he said that uh, he expects that Jackson will be back at some point this season. And a reporter asked him point blank, you know, you said you expect to have him back. Do you you still expect to have him back this year. And even the look on his face, Joan, it was over Zoom. He kind of was like, well, I, I, I wouldn't say I expect it. It's more hoping. It's like, oh, gosh. 
man, I'll be surprised if we see him. I'll just cut to the chase. I'll be surprised if Jackson Smith and Jigba comes back this year. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he comes back for the playoffs, the national championship game. I don't think we're going to see him against Michigan. I just hope we see him at some point this year. But if I was a betting man, I would say we probably won't. This is how I know we're not going to see him against Michigan. And this is just my opinion, Dave. Um, You know, nobody has said anything. But if you were going to see Jackson against Michigan, he should be practicing now lightly. He should be um, starting to build to get those legs underneath him so that once Michigan game comes around, he's ready to go. You just can't turn on the switch come Monday and say, hey, get ready to play Michigan with the intensity of that rivalry, what it's going to require to make sure that you're not going to re-injure it, you just can't flip that switch on five days before the game. I can see right now he's building, 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 not playing against Maryland because we don't want to risk it, but you're building your your momentum, you're building your legs back up, and then once next week you can really start loosening the chains up and you're not seeing that. So that, to me, tells me that the chances that he plays against Michigan are extremely slim. Now, you can have a waddle uh, situation like you had in Alabama to where if Ohio State uh, beats Michigan, makes the playoffs, goes to the national championship, and they have that long layoff, you could have a situation then to where JSM may make a return because the, the time between you know, where his last injury in Toledo until what? 10 weeks, Dave, <laughs> 12 weeks. If you're talking, you're counting the playoffs, that should be ample enough time to potentially come back. He played against Iowa a little bit too, didn't he? Yeah, he played a little bit. Oh, yeah, Iowa. yeah. It was it was Iowa. He played a few snaps and boom, it was uh, re-injured. That's when I, you could just tell the way he he reacted. He, his head was down and it was just like, that's the second time he re-injured it. Third time overall, it was just like, that's when it hit me. I was like, man, I'll be shocked if we see him again. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into running back recruiting. Um, Mark Fletcher decommitted. It's the old, if you, you know, when you have a commitment from a, a Florida kid, that just means you're in the lead, <laughs> as, as the great Urban Meyer said. That you, right. You don't have a true commitment until they sign on the dotted line. That just means you're the leader. Uh, well, they're not the leader anymore. Mark Fletcher has decommitted from Ohio State. I don't think he's going to recommit. Um, but the Buckeyes have offered Jamarian Wilcox, offered him yesterday. He looks like a really good prospect. They're back in on Reuben Owens. That might be a little bit of a long shot. Although they're, you know, they're giving him a shot. Number one running back in the country. Also an Ohio kid who's uh, only a three-star at Winton Woods, Trey Cornest. Last time they got a Winton Woods kid that was kind of a fallback option, worked out pretty well with Mayan Williams. But um, let's start with Jamarian Wilcox. That's the one I'm hoping they land. I know you, I think you are as well. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this has been a name that's been around the recruiting circus circle for a couple of weeks now, Dave. And from all indication, Ohio State, they have been in contact um, with Wilcox for several months now. The only issue, they didn't want to upset Mark Fletcher because Mark Fletcher was wanting to be the premier back in the class. And so they didn't want to rattle that cage with them heavily pursuing Wilcox out of Georgia. Now that he's out of the fold, it took Tony Alford and Ohio State less than a day to go ahead and send out that offer. So this is a kid that they were eyeballing going into the season. He's played extremely well throughout Georgia playing against some, some really good competition. And this is a kid that has a Clemson offer. He has about 15 offers. There's some smoke on the Georgia board that they could potentially looking at Wilcox as a late kid to add as well. But I like what you're, I like what they're 
um, seeing right now. Get him up for the Michigan game here. And as you mentioned, the Winton Woods kid, you never know. Uh, those kids, when it comes to uh, the three-star Ohio kids, they always perform at a high level if given that opportunity to play at Ohio State. And the Ruben Owens, I'm, that's one of those that's one of those recruitment days that has NIL written all over it. I mean, you're looking, you're talking about a five-star kid that's going to Louisville of all places. So I don't know how Ohio State's going to feel about jumping into uh, that NIL type of battle when it comes to Ruben Owens. So I would be surprised to see us have any type of momentum with him. Just get him up on campus to see if there's any legit interest. I've had a couple of questions about the, the young man from Hoban, the running back from Hoban. Um, is that Lamar Sperling? Do I have that right? Is that who they're? Yeah, Lamar Sperling from Akron Hoban. Uh, he's a three-star kid. I don't think Ohio State's like even looking at him. He's committed to Buffalo. Um, excellent senior season, but I don't. I haven't heard that Ohio State's in on Lamar Sperling to answer the question from one of the listeners. So yeah, I haven't heard anything, and uh, I think they probably have some guys that are a little bit higher on their boards that they're going to go after. Um, the Will, like I said, the Wilcox kid. This is not something that just came out of the blue. They've been in they've been in contact with Jamarion Wilcox out of Georgia for several months now, um, and it's just a matter of hey, we lost Matt, uh, Fletcher. We didn't want to really rock the boat when Fletcher was a commit, and now that he's uh, probably headed to Florida or uh, Miami, now they felt the the need to hey really jump in with Hillcox, uh, Wilcox, you know, feet first. So I think that might be the one to keep an eye on. All right, you ready for our debate that we teased Let's on Twitter? It. So I put a tweet on Twitter. I said, you know, if it ain't if it Let's ain't broke, right? Because I said I'm like doing my story for the uh, college football playoff after they did the the there was the double overtime game, and I'm like, when is this game going to end? It was a good game between Michigan State and Kentucky. So I'm sitting there waiting for that to end, writing my story. Ohio State stays at number two, and it hit me. Why are we moving to twelve? And I know why we are. It's all about money. It's all about money. Don't. Anybody who thinks they're moving to 12 for the greater good of college football, forget about it. It's all about money. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? Right now, Alabama would be in for sure if there was 12. Right now, Alabama's out, and I love that. I love Jonah. I'm going to give you the floor. Don't worry. I, I love that college football has the most important regular season by far in American sports. I mean, it's not even a close second. I mean, it's like. And I like the fact that the game this year is basically a quarterfinal game. Yeah, the loser could possibly get in, but it's basically a quarterfinal game this year. Next year, or whenever they're going to have 12 teams, it won't be next year. When they have 12 teams, this year would just be for seeding purposes. Ohio State and Michigan would be in for sure. It would just be for seeding purposes. All right, I think it should stay at four. I like four. You like 12. Dave, any, listen, anytime you can pull the power out of the corrupt playoff committee's hands, you got to sign up for it. This thing right now is a sham. It is a total sham tilted towards the SEC. The, the way they, they rank these SEC teams, it's a total mockery because they will rank them high to make an argument to say Team X strength of schedule is stronger because they, they beat seven, you know, top 25 SEC teams. Well, some of those teams shouldn't even be in the top 25. They should be, you know, out of there. When you have the 12-team the playoff, Dave, now you're talking about uh, at any given Saturday, somebody can be upset. I mean, this year, I mean, the top 12 is absolutely loaded. Like, you look at North Carolina, who's a 9-1 and team sitting at 13. They have an opportunity to jump in there. If a 11-1 if a, a North Carolina team goes, wins the ACC, but gets left out of the playoffs, 
You can't tell me that a, a hot quarterback like Drake May playing against TCU, playing against Tennessee, playing against LSU can't come up with an upset. The other thing that I would say too, Dave, though, is more football is always good football <laughs> in my mind. That's that's where I I, I can lose the debate. I think because like part of me is like, come on, man, what are you arguing? You're arguing against more football, but it's just right. I like it the way it is, though. But but Dave, that is so tilted towards the SEC. Like right now, we're talking about could Michigan and Ohio State get into the playoffs? If this was the SEC, there would be zero argument, regardless of what happened in the game. There shouldn't be any type of discussion about if both teams are going to get in, if it was the SEC right now, that Tennessee, this is my question, Dave, why wasn't the Tennessee and Georgia game, a de facto elimination game when Michigan and Ohio state has to be a uh, elimination game. It should be. It should I mean, be. And, but it's not Tennessee's right there knocking on the door. The fact that Alabama is sitting in the top 10 tells me that, yeah, this Alabama team is in the top 10, but this is not a very good Alabama team. I truly believe that if you send Alabama up north to go play, um, you know, at Michigan, go play out at Utah, I feel like this Alabama team is ripe for the pickings. I just think that when it comes to the 12-team playoff, every other sport in the country has a former playoff. You Look at the NFL right now, Dave, because – a lot of people say, well, it devalues the regular season. The Buffalo Bills are against the rope. Why? Because the Buffalo Bills, if they don't win out, the road to the Super Bowl has to go through Arrowhead in Kansas City. So there is some type of precedence to say, hey, even though the NFL, you can lose games, there is a lot of pressure to win every game. So if you're Ohio State in Michigan, would you rather win out, get a bye, be in a softer bracket, or be Michigan, who's going to lose next week, and then be in Georgia and an Alabama bracket. So I do think there is an opportunity to really preserve the regular season. My question is, what are they going to do with the bowls, like the Rose Bowls, um, you know, those type of bowls and everything? I think that's really going to devalue it. But I'm all for 12. For the for my main reason, Dave, it pulls the power out of the corrupt uh, selection committee's hands because at that point, you know, give me your top four teams with a buy. After that, you can have all the debate that you want to. But right now, I think it's insanely crooked towards the SEC bias. Listen, I'm all for democracy. I think uh, <laughs> 100% of the commenters are on your side, so I should just move on. We had some people that are kind of in the middle. Like, we should do eight. Um, I'll be good with it. One person has agreed with me, but we've had so many people. I, I agree with you, Jay Book. Preach, Jay Book. You're right, Jay Book. No one has said you're right, Dave. So I'll, I'll just shut up now. But yeah. but if if there was eight, I would be good with eight. I would be good with eight. You good with eight? Okay. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good compromise. Twelve to me is too many. It's too yeah. Many. Although I one thing I'm going to argue against my one thing I do like about the twelve that I love about the twelve team playoff is we're going to have on campus playoff games for the five through twelve. Unless Kevin Warren gets his way, then he doesn't want on campus. <laughs> my, it doesn't my, make any sense to me. My little boy's on his way to school. And okay, well, yeah, you got to say good. You got to. I love it. Right. Can you say hi? Hi, buddy. Hi, I'm Dave. This is Dave. This is Kyler. He's on his way to school and he wanted to come and say goodbye to me. Well, that you, we just cutened up the show there. Hi, Kyler. <laughs> we'll have a good day at school, my man. All right. You have a good day, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. I love it. We'll get you just a couple more. <laughs> we'll get you out of here, buddy. Sorry we couldn't get the show done before you had to no. say goodbye to your. That's uh, okay. Um, <laughs> 
Okay. Um, Spider Sillery on YouTube. Do you guys think Dallin will be the starter this week? What do you think, Jay Book? Um, that's a great question because, you know, that they said that they expect Henderson to be back. If Henderson's back, then I can see him being uh, the starter. But at the same time, I, I want to see Dallin Hayden get a significant amount of carries here, Dave. I want to make sure that, um, you know, we get to the Michigan game with with Henderson healthy. I don't think Mayon's going to play uh, this week. So let's go ahead, get Henderson some touches, get his legs back. But at the same time, I would like to see Dallin Hayden get about 20 carries here. Can we get some Xavier Johnson touches, Dave? I mean, he, he looks phenomenal. <laughs> out there running the football. He's the X factor out there. Give Xavier Johnson, you know, eight to nine carries. I think we should see Chop tomorrow as well. Not Chop, excuse me. I, I bet the whole Chop out. Chip. Chop, I think, even if he could play. And thank goodness I had, you know, I had the, the moms on the show Wednesday. That was really cool. C.J. Stroud's mom, uh, Paris Johnson's mom, and Mayan's mom. And Mayan's mom says nothing's broke. He's banged up. But sounds like to me – if the Michigan game was tomorrow, he'd probably play, but they're going to hold him out, is my guess. Hopefully, we'll see some chip train him. I, I would love to see one time all year. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see see what we can do with him. I mean, he is an absolute tank. If they can get him some touches and stuff, Dave, I'm all for it. No doubt about it. You, I got but, a couple more minutes if we want to go through some of these questions, Dave. Yeah, definitely. Now, now that you've, uh, you know, that we've uh, sent your kid off to school, we had a lot of comments about cute kid. That's right. Um, Dave, you should do a show with my parents. <laughs> no, I don't think so. My parents, no. I, they they might like it. I don't know. They're, they're very old, uh, but they're awesome. Um, okay. Tom here on YouTube. Do you guys think Tommy Eichenberg's injury is affecting his tackling? I mean, he's got that wrap on his hand. I don't know. I mean, Jim Knowles talked about it a little bit. You do have to go lower and wrap, kind of that you know, more rugby-style tackling. So I'm yeah. sure it's not helping, but I love the way Tommy's playing overall. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure for him, it probably feels uncomfortable uh, to have that wrap on his hand. But the, the good news about Tommy is he's where he needs to be. Um, as long as he's there making contact, it gives the other players an opportunity to rally to the ball carrier. So I'm not worried about Tommy. I'm sure that he would love to have uh, full mobility with his limbs and everything like that. But as long as he's where he needs to be, that's the most important thing. The, the cavalry can come and help bring down the ball carrier if he needs a little bit more help. Question from Sue, loyal listener Sue. I hope you feel – Sue's under the weather today. I hope, hope you feel better, Sue. She still is tuning into the show, though. Awesome. Uh, and asking questions. When was the last time you saw JSN in pads at practice or even at a game on the sidelines? That's true. I don't – I mean, there was talk that he was there for the Indiana game, um, but I don't know. I mean, I heard that – like last week, he went to California to get a second opinion. He'd already seen Dr. James Andrews. When I heard he was out in California, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that just yeah. reinforces what I think that he's probably done. And I'm sure he's getting a lot of advice. People are telling him, you should probably just sit out. But um, I don't know. I, I He hasn't been in pads in a long time at practice. So we don't get to see practice itself. But we get to see the guys coming off the practice field every Wednesday. And he hasn't – I haven't seen him out there, and I haven't seen him in pads in a long, long time. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, Dave, like I like I was saying earlier uh, and, you know, kind of touches on Sue's question. Like, when's the last time the guy been on pads? You can't expect him to just, you know, flip on the switch, throw on the pads and get ready for Michigan. If there was going to be uh, an appearance 
by him for the Michigan game this week should have been the lead up time to really start easing him in and start building it up for next week. And you haven't heard anything about him being in practice, trying to give it a go. Let's get one more. Since you're a former DB yourself, another one from spider on YouTube. Who will be the standout DB for this Maryland game? Jay book. I'm still rolling with Lathan Ransom. I mean, the kid is on fire right now. The way he's playing, he's playing like he deserves the uh, defensive back All-American type of awards. I feel like he's an all first-team All-Big Ten type of player, so why deviate from the kid that's playing out of his mind right now? So I'm going with Ransom. He's the man. He's Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. Um, got a chance to meet your son. That was cool, <laughs> Tyler. That was really cool. Thanks to Jay Book. Appreciate it very much. Uh, appreciate all the listeners and viewers uh, for tuning in. I'll be with you right after the game tomorrow uh, for what we learned live. So join us uh, for what we learned live right after the game tomorrow. Um, thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Nutters.